This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. He he is not Chris Carlin, and I am not Joe Fortenbaugh. I'm Mike Wells, along with Jordan Raynon, who covers the New York Giants for ESPN. Carlin against Joe on ESPN Radio, the ESPN X, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. The Baltimore Ravens went across country on Christmas night and completely put on a show on national TV by dominating the San Francisco 49ers 33-19. to They went out there, and not only did they do it with Lamar Jackson in that offense, but they also did it with their defense, intercepting Brock Purdy, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, four times, three times in the first half to kill any momentum that the 49ers had going. Thank goodness for San Francisco's defense to keep the game uh, relatively close in the first half. They blew the game open in the second half, meaning the Baltimore Ravens did, and put on a show to send a message to not only – the teams in the AFC, but also the teams in the A in the uh, in, not only to the teams in the AFC, but also the teams in the NFC, and say that they're going to be legit Super Bowl contenders. Uh, what you, do you think about what the Ravens did last night, Jordan? I mean, that was an impressive performance, no doubt. I mean, what the Ravens did was they they put a you know the hurting. Most teams can't play with the 49ers physically, like the physicality level. And one of the few teams that can, that brings that element, is the Baltimore Ravens. And here is what I like about the Baltimore Ravens so far this year, right? And this is why I'm impressed by the Baltimore Ravens. They are 6-1 and one against teams with winning records. So they're not just beating up on, like, you know, uh, what's the expression? Uh, little sisters of the poor. The light, the lightweight, the lightweight yeah. to the NFL. I think that that's that's one that Joe Judge used to use with us, the little sisters of the poor or whatever. I don't even know what that means, but uh, they're not just beating up on on the lightweights. They're beating the good teams in the NFL. They went on the road to San Francisco, the team that everybody considered the favorite to win the Super Bowl and the best team in the NFL, and they put a hurting on them, and they did it. With their defense, which is kind of the underrated part of the team. Nobody really realizes the top-scoring defense in the entire NFL is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So, but, but here, here's my question for you, Jordan. Uh-huh. You look at what the Ravens, who the Ravens have beat this season. The 49ers mm-hmm. and the Lions, I think, were probably the two biggest wins of the season for them. Okay. I can't put the Bengals in there because the Bengals, the Bengals haven't, they just haven't been themselves all season. And well, this when one, they, especially when they didn't have Joe Burrow. Well, I know, but, but what, I what, 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 what I'm saying is, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow, when they played in week two, when the Ravens won 27, 24, Joe Burrow was still working his way back from the calf injury, which caused him to miss time in the preseason. So I, I think that win last night for the Ravens carried more weight for them than the loss did for the 49ers because the 49ers have beaten the Cowboys and the Eagles. The Ravens needed to send that message because quite honestly, as good of a story as it's been for the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the uh, coach of the year trophy award should already be in Detroit right now for Dan Campbell. I don't think people are really are ready to buy the hype and saying Detroit's ready to push San Francisco or Philadelphia or Dallas in the NFC. 
But for Baltimore, they needed that victory last night at San Francisco. So I think for more people to start getting on that bus and saying, okay, it's time to believe in the Ravens. And they got another opportunity this Sunday when they host the Miami Dolphins at home. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge that, – that'll be a huge game because – not that I don't think the Ra- – I think the Ravens can travel and the Ravens can win on the road. But when it comes to the Dolphins, if we want – the Dolphins have a legit team, and we've seen their defense. You saw it against the Cowboys this weekend. That was a big win. That was a good, heartfelt win, a good – a really good competitive game. Like, I don't even mark that as a negative on the Cowboys. I know everyone's going to be like, they can't win on the road. The Cowboys played a really good game. They drove down the field late in the game, took took the lead – and one, but the Miami Dolphins, like if that game was flipped around and the Dolphins are on the road, I don't have the same confidence that the Dolphins can do that, and I don't have the same confidence that they could do it against the Baltimore Ravens if they're on the road. If they're at home, though, it's a different story. So that makes it another huge game this week for the Ravens. Um, but you know, it was it was interesting what Lamar Jackson said after the game, because all this talk, you know, winning these regular season games, best record in the AFC, all this stuff. What does it really mean? What does it really mean if they don't do something in the playoffs? Here's Lamar Jackson. You just need to keep going, keep staying locked in, and keep staying focused because, you know, we, we know what it was 2019. You know, we was playing against guys like this, winning games, winning regular season games. And when the time came, we didn't finish the season. So we just going to keep taking it a day at a time, you know, practice at a time and the game at a time. That's all I'm focused on right now. Yeah, and that, so that is, that is legit. Tells coach you everything speak. you need to know, right? Complete coach speak, and I and I tell you, I'm looking at the box score. But you wait, wait, told- you don't think that's true? You don't think that's more than coach speak? Like he knows, like it's it's time to put up or shut up. He got paid. He's got to win now. It's, it's maturity. It's, it's maturity on Lamar Jackson's behalf, showing a mature side because 20 and 2019. The, the Ravens were 14 and 2. Steam, I mean, just demolishing everybody. And what did the Tennessee Titans do? They, they went on went on into Baltimore. Derrick Henry rushed for 195. 195 on 30 carries. And the Titans beat the Ravens 28 to 12. So the best record, having the best record in AFC meant nothing. Ended up being meaning nothing. That MVP trophy, hey, individual accomplishment. And we know Lamar Jackson, he's all about team first. That took away from a hell of a game he had that day. 365 passing, 143 yards rushing, all for it to be. We talk about one hit. We were talking about, the, we were the talking narrative about, is still yeah, can't win the big yes. game. Right? We were talking that's about one, what, hit, what, one, hit, one hit wonders. One hit wonders in, 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 um, on the Greeny show. And the Ravens were one hit wonder in 2019. And they're, they're trying to remove that narrative of the fact that people say they can't win when they are, in the words of Jordan Reyna, Front runners. That's my word today. Front runners. So, so they're they're the second favorite right now. Um, the Ravens. I'm talking about to win the Super Bowl. Behind still the 49ers. The 49ers still the favorite, and I understand that. But, but uh, the Ravens now up to the second favorite. Dolphins actually tied with the Eagles right behind them, which is kind of interesting. The Dolphins who haven't won a playoff game in forever, and like uh, the Ravens are a bit more accomplished with with Lamar Jackson than the Dolphins are. But this Ravens team. Now, Lamar has the money. He already has the MVP. He might win another MVP this year, right? But what does that all mean? It's all about winning for him now. Like, that's all that matters. He already got paid. He's got everything else. So winning, yes, it's, it's big that they, they made a statement. This team is legit. Now they have to go do it in the playoffs. Or, let's be fair, this season's probably going to be disappointing for them. 
I mean, that's not being fair. That's being that's being that's being factual, Jordan. You're not. It's not about being fair. You're being factual. And yeah, it, here's the best thing about this. Don't you remember in the off season? Lamar rolled the dice. He said, "Hey, I don't want an agent. I'm rep represent myself. I want that contract." Lamar mm-hmm. got his contract. Didn't have to give up that eight to ten percent agent fee. He's getting every penny of that contract. He negotiated by him negotiated by himself. And we have seen in all our years covering sports where how some players get paid and then they sit back and get fat and don't have they lose that drive. That 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 that, that motivation to want to be the best still. That's not the case with Lamar Jackson. He still wants to be the best despite going out and get his big his big payday this past offseason. He wants to lead the Baltimore Ravens. This has been a hell of a story for the Ravens. I love what they're doing. I love how Lamar is buy, uh, buying in with the new the new offensive coordinator. He's doing everything possible and they beat the Miami Dolphins this week. The road to the Super Bowl will be coming through Baltimore in the postseason in the AFC. Let's get to a little more quarterback news here from the AFC North. Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers, says Kenny Pickett is in the same position as last week and Mason Rudolph is scheduled to be the quarterback this week. Tomlin said Rudolph We'll get the ball to start the week and see where Pickett's mobility is at the end of the week. This is per Brooke Pryor, our uh, Steelers reporter. That's not a surprise considering the way they played the other day on Saturday and their offense finally looked competent and Mason Rudolph played a really good game. You're going to slow play Kenny Pickett at that point no matter what because Mason Rudolph was going to start this week. For the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like, hey, Kenny, take your time. Take exactly. your time, Kenny. Let's make sure let's make sure you're fully healthy. It's one of those injury wait, slow plays. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not ready yet. He's not 100. You could say it's easy. It's an easy out, right? You could always just say he's not 100%. He's not 100% right now. We need him to get healthier. And, and, I mean, if I'm the Steelers, I'm definitely slow playing it because the fact that this offense, which had been so bad, they had not scored more than 18 points since beating the Packers 23 to 19 um, seven games ago have been horrible. They had not, they had not done they look they had done nothing and they go out put up 34 points against the Bengals. You have Mason Rudolph though for 290 with two touchdowns, no interceptions. They actually had some kind of identity. Mm-hmm. They had an identity out there finally offensively. So yeah, hey Kenny, you're our franchise quarterback. We don't want we don't want to hurt we don't want to hurt you for going down the road. So go on and take your time. Let's get you 100% back, 100% healthy. Then we'll put you back out there again <clears throat> next season. <laughs> Problem for the Steelers, they have the Seahawks and the Ravens in their final two games as they fight for a playoff spot. So tough little road for the Steelers. You're listening to Carlin and Joe. Carlin versus Joe. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Lamar Jackson is now the MVP favorite, but his biggest competition is actually coming to Baltimore for a Huge matchup on Sunday. That next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's right. The Miami Dolphins are back. I don't know if this is like the Miami Dolphin theme song. I really don't think so at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and they're not go- actually going to Miami. The Miami Dolphins are going to be coming to Baltimore for a huge game this week. But right now, Lamar Jackson became the MVP favorite after a huge game on Monday night and a win over the 49ers. The Monday night football recap is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. You're listening to Carlin vs. Joe. He's Mike Wells. I'm Jordan Ronan here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 82. Uh, Lamar Jackson, so he's now the MVP favorite, Mike, after that performance. So he they, they beat the 49ers. Going into the game, the 49ers are the big favorite. Uh, I mean, sorry, Brock Purdy is the big favorite for the MVP. Playing great and everything. Four touchdown, four interception performance. That's what it does to you, right? All of a sudden, Brock Purdy is now fifth. Fifth on the MVP list at fourteen to one was the odds-on favorite at minus two fifty before that Monday Night Football game, and Lamar Jackson is now minus one eighty was plus four fifty. Now a lot could change this week, though, right? Because now the Ravens host the Dolphins. What would it take for Tyreek Hill, who's twenty-five to one, or Tua? Who's the third favorite at plus seven fifty to jump Lamar Jackson? I gotta tell you. Well, first of all, for Tyreek Hill to jump Lamar Jackson, and he, even to, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tyreek because I'm just you know I, I love the whole wide receiver notion of potentially winning the MVP. Because if a wide receiver is gonna win the MVP, his quarterback deserves votes also because his quarterback's the one throwing him the football. But if Tyreek Hill goes out, has him a game where he, you know, has 185, 200 yards receiving, which is, you know, potential. It can, it can happen. He you, you saw it firsthand. He had 181 against the Giants um, yeah. up to, up there in New York. It, it can happen. Lamar Jackson's got to – he's got to – Lamar Jackson has to have a Brock Purdy type game. Not as, stre- as extreme of having four turnovers, but he's got to struggle – and the Miami Dolphins have to go on the road. They have to win the game first. They have to win the game, and then Tyreek has to put on a clinic. They win in Tua outplays Lamar? How about that? Right. Well, it, it, listen, and I, I'm, well, for, I'm, not a, I'm not a gigantic believer in Tua. I'm still not. I'm not 100% sold on him. They beat, if they win in Baltimore, and they end up being the number one seed over the Ravens, how do you say Lamar could be the MVP over Tua at that point? Like, could you? No, I mean, no, right? No, I'm still, I still believe it's going to be Tyreek. And first of all, you can still Miami can go in and beat the Ravens, and 
it has nothing to do with Tua. We we saw last night what the Ravens def- defense did to Brock Purdy. Miami's defense, and I and I'm not and I'm not saying I am not saying the Dolphins defense is anything close to the Ravens defense. I'm not saying that. But they've been but really good lately, though. They, Their they, defense uh, has played really well since. Okay, Jaylen but you, you said you said lately defense. though. You said lately, the Baltimore's defense has been consistent all season. True, they've been That's consistent true. all year. So. I believe for Ty, I think Tyreek, if he goes out there and he has 150 yards, four touchdowns, he can do things. And here's the thing: Tua could have great numbers, but it could also come on underneath routes or crossing routes where Tyreek gets it, you know, seven yards downfield, and then he goes down and does everything else by himself. But Tua will get the credit for the passing yards, but it, it would be Tyreek's performance that really put them head and shoulders above the Ravens. If that were to happen, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I think Baltimore's a better overall football team I feel like in order to win the MVP Tyreek has to get to 2,000 yards right unless he gets to 2,000 yards I, I don't know first of all so let's, he, let's, he, let's he, talk he, for a second you know how, how ridiculously hard it is for a wide receiver to win the MVP he's got to average 180 yards over the next two I know. The final two games how many wide receivers have won the MVP oh man why are you putting me on a spot like the that, answer is zero I, Okay. It's zero. I'm about to say, I don't recall. That's I mean, how hard and, it is. And, and we're, we're talking about we're talking about a league that has featured Jerry Rice put up great numbers. If Randy, Jerry Rice Ra- could Randy, win Randy, the MVP. Randy Moss putting up incredible numbers with the Vikings yeah. and also with the Patriots. And you're talking about two of the best receivers in NFL history. It, it is challenging. And that's why so I'm for saying, it to happen, what, he would have to do something special. Exactly. And, and listen, and that's special. why and that's why. I'm saying it would be a thing of beauty if that were to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would think of, be a thing of beauty if Tyreek Hill had over 2,000 yards receiving in the season. It yeah. would be incredible, and it would be a hell of a story. It would be an incredible storyline if that were to come about because he that means if Tyreek Hill won MVP, he did something that Marvin Harrison, all some of the best receivers in NFL history, never did. Here's my sneaky scenario ready for MVP. The Ravens win and beat the Dolphins. That opens the door now all of a sudden for the Buffalo Bills, okay? They, they then win their last two games. They play Miami, by the way, in, in week 18. They win the AFC East, right? If somehow the Ravens would then trip up in week 18 – they play the Steelers. Not an easy game, right? If, think about it. If the Ravens win against Miami, there's two two big games, a short week against the Dolphins. That's going to be a tough turnaround against the Steelers if they happen to stumble there. And then Josh Allen and the Bills win their final two, beat the Dolphins, win the AFC East. Josh Allen has some huge games. Watch out. Listen. That's Watch why I'm out. not, I, I'm not sh- First of all, I'm not shutting the door on the Buffalo B- uh, Bills. Period, and that would that that is a very 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 sneaky pick because I don't think many people have been sold on the Bills. You know, considering their up and down season, I don't think many people have been believing that okay that they can finally get over the hump and get there. But that scenario you laid out. You're pretty darn smart, Jordan. I, I'm a big like, Josh I, Allen guy, though. I mean, I've been I've been on the bandwagon. I thought I picked him to make the Super Bowl at the start of the year. I've been hanging on as as long as possible, telling everyone they're going to make the playoffs. 
Uh, even when Josh Allen is you know turning the ball over every single game, I'm like, you guys are focusing on the turnover and the one mistake a game. I'm focused on that the dude leads the league in touchdowns. You know, when you lead the league in touchdowns, that's a significant thing because the name of the game is to score points, and he okay. scores points. Here, uh, here, here's a question for you. Who do you have more faith at this point, point in the season right now? Who okay. do you have more faith in making a playoff run, the Miami Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills at this point right now? And mind you, the Dolphins are coming off a pretty darn impressive victory. I know it was at home against Dallas, if but it was still impressive. If you told me the Dolphins are at home, no, no, I would no, say no, no. I'm, I'm not. No, we're not talking about home and road. I want to no, know. No, it matters. It matters. No, okay, okay. I, but, two, but, two and the Dolphins are not going to go on the road and win. Josh Allen's going to go on the road and win a playoff game. So you have more faith in so so I, okay, I'm confused. So you have more faith in which team? If you told me they're both the wild card team. And all things are equal. I have more faith in the Bills. Yes. Okay. All right. Like if in the perfect scenario, though, like the, the Bills aren't going to play at home, right? I mean, they, you know what? They might actually. I take that back. But if if the Dolphins are like the one seed and get to play the whole playoffs at home, it's a different situation for me. See, I, I'm not even. I'm not ready. I'm not sold on. I, can, I even if the Dolphins are at home in the playoffs, I'm not ready to say I'm convinced that they can get to the Super, make that run in the playoffs. I'm still, I'm still, and and a lot of it has to do with Tua. A lot of it has to do with Tua on why I'm not completely sold that they are the team. The the team, I, I would go, I would go Ravens, and then I would go Buffalo second. Well, guess what? There's one Super Bowl champion who does not think that Lamar Jackson has done enough to be the MVP. You'll hear from him after Mike has this from O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high-mileage engine protection with Syntec. Full synthetic high-mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec, high-mileage, and micro-guard. Select oil filter for just $34.99. Limits apply. See store for details. Ask for professional parts people about all the supplies you need for your next oil change. Try Syntec high-mileage exclusive at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's the great Mike Wells. I'm Jordan Ronan. We're here with you on a Tuesday. Feels like a, a, a you know a wrap up Monday. You know, Mike, after the, after the, <laughs> the long Christmas weekend and. I'm curious, what did you think about the uh, full slate of Christmas Day games? It's almost like a Thanksgiving style. Oh, I thought you were going to ask, uh, what, what did I think of uh, Christmas foods to eat? Uh, can I love my food? But uh, no, where's, I. Where's your mind at? Come on, man. It's a, um, a sports show. Well, listen, it's holiday season. <laughs> we'll I mean, uh, Mike Clay and I, um, the great ESPN uh, fantasy draft guy, he and I debate uh, holiday foods a lot, Thanksgiving or Christmas time. But I, I loved it not only from a football standpoint. But you also had it from a uh, NBA standpoint. You had it, you were able to double dip. You can like sit there, and go back and forth between the team, or you know, if you were in the rainout household, you had one TV for football with the uh, big screen to the right of it for uh, the NBA. So you were able to get both sides of the action. But it was great. Uh, three football games in one day, and the way they were staggered out one four thirty, and then the primetime game of the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco Forty ers and all three games. 
had yeah. uh, great storylines. Yeah, I was just wondering if people were going to think it's too much. Let's bring in uh, ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday here. Jeff, hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, thanks, thanks for the time here. Wondering, what, what did you think of the uh, three Christmas Day games? Did it, did it interrupt your Christmas at all? Did it? Have, did you have to rearrange or reshuffle anything? No, it was a great day. My uh, actually, we were all up in New York, so my wife and my three kids were up, and uh, so so we all we all uh, hung out, watched some games. Uh, my wife and my daughter went to a show afterwards, uh, you know, for the late uh, a late show. So. Uh, my sons and I watched the final game uh, kind of by ourselves. But, man, a great day and, and uh, had an absolute blast. So, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought uh, basketball is not going to love it because I think that the ratings are going to hurt. But oh, yeah. uh, it, was, it was a fantastic day for uh, for NFL. Listen, listen, Jeff, first of all, Jeff, great, great talking to you, man. Uh, good, good talking to you. Um, man, so you're in New York with the family. So, basically – the wife and your daughter got the credit card, and they're off doing the uh, the day after Christmas uh, sales shopping today, right? Yeah, they 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 they've enjoyed themselves in, the, in in New York. We've been we've actually been here for for uh, for a few days, so we we've had we've had a good time, some some nice dinners, and uh, we love to come up and enjoy the holidays up here because uh, I always I usually work on Christmas Day, so uh, and then my wife she puts me in a uh, a, a very festive suit. The day of Christmas, and then a little uh, a little festive festive gear for the day after as well. So it's, it's all fun, and we've had an absolute blast. <laughs> all right, let's get to the actual games that were on the field yesterday. The big one, obviously, the night game: San Francisco, Baltimore. Huge statement by Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Is he the clear cut MVP now in your mind? Jeff, uh, he, no, no. I mean, listen. Like, here's the issue for me, and you know, okay. I've, I've said this from this morning on. Here's the thing, man. Like, the MVP is is a stat based award, right? Like, we don't go, hey, it's to the best core, it's, it's the best quarterback on the best team. We look for obnoxious numbers, right? I mean, Peyton Manning had won a ton of them, right? Fifty touchdowns, all kind of stuff. I mean, Lamar, I think, has 19 touchdowns on the year. He's got, you know, I think he's 15th in yards. Is he a great player and a great quarterback? And is their team winning? Absolutely. And is he responsible because he is the quarterback? For sure. But if you look at his numbers with Dak Prescott or with Josh Allen, um, you know, the, the, if, if we're going on just stats, which we've done in the past, that would be. And, and honestly, I've said this all along. I'm a huge fan of, uh, of Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. I think Hill, if he gets to 2,000, bro, and doesn't get it, he's getting robbed because that's an NFL record. And then from McCaffrey, I think McCaffrey's got 2,000 yards of scrimmage uh, or right at it, at 21 touchdowns. Like, he's had an insane year. So let, 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 let's let the gaudy numbers win the award. It doesn't always have to go to a quarterback, but unfortunately we think that's an indictment on who Lamar Jackson is, which it is not at all. He's won one, uh, and his year he won, I think he had 40 touchdowns, right, or somewhere close to that, and, and six interceptions or 36 or something, some, some insane number. Um, but that's that's how I, I always look at it for the MVP. Man, Jeff, I wish you were still playing with Peyton Manning. I would love to be a fly on the wall for you to tell Peyton Manning, hey, the MVP doesn't always have to go to a quarterback. <laughs> and, and Hell, here. bro. I said it then. I said it did. I'll say it now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. We didn't get too much credit for the wins and too much credit for the losses. But it, it is what it is in our game. Yeah, you, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, they have a short week coming up very impressive win last night they got the Miami Dolphins coming into uh coming into Maryland this weekend Ravens have an opportunity to win and get home field the number one seat in the AFC yeah 
What what was your takeaway from the Dolphins finally beating the team with the winning record last weekend and what was a back-and-forth game with them and the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, I thought it was a huge statement at the end, right? I mean, Dak has this enormous, what, 17-play drive to come down, take the lead, you know, all the momentum feels like it's going towards, you know, their defense is going to be rested. Now Miami's got to come back and answer with it all on the line. I thought uh, Tua and, and Mike McDaniel, man, they – they stayed aggressive. They used a ton of motion. I know the penalty hurt uh, early on. The drive gave them an extra 15 yards. But the last two plays, everybody in the building knew they were going to have to run it to, to eat the clock up and finish this thing out. And they did it against that Cowboy defense. And so I have a lot of respect for the way that the Dolphins have grown throughout this season. I thought it was a heck of a ball game by both teams. It's unfortunate, no, somebody's got to lose. But, man, what a, what a, what a statement win uh, for those Dolphins. The Dolphins make a statement. We're, we're talking to Jeff Satterley, ESPN NFL analyst here on the Carlin vs. Joe show. Yesterday there was some teams that you might have a little concern for, right? The Chiefs, their offense stumbled again. The Eagles, they got some things going on even though they won. And the 49ers, obviously a rare stumble for them. Who should be most concerned, Jeff, out of those three teams? Oh, um most concerned would probably be uh, the Chiefs for me. I think when you looked at – and listen, they got an incredible defense, um, but they want to win a Super Bowl, right? Like it, like going to the playoffs ain't going to be enough for them. They're, they're looking to get fed for a, another Super Bowl. And I think the issue is you're seeing a lot of frustration. They want to be the offense they were um, last year and years past, and they just don't have the firepower. And so with the defense that they do have – they need to kind of retool their thought process. And listen, from a guy who was on, you know, in 14 years, I was probably in a top five offense, you know, 12 of the 14 or whatever it was, some insane number. Um, I would tell you it's hard to, re- to reimagine what your offense is. You always want to press the gas. You always want to push the envelope. And at this point, you know, Mahomes did more to hurt him yesterday than to help him. And, and the truth is, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the Raiders didn't have to throw a pass or complete a pass after the first quarter and still found a way to win because you gave away 14 points. And so I think them figuring that part out um, is going to take some is, is going to take some uh, some deep soul searching. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this too. I said it on Get Up. They miss Eric the Enemy, man. I'm just letting you know. Like my guy, my guy. You know, the, yeah, the accountability that that, that he presented and I'm not I didn't look Andy Reid's an incredible offensive mind. I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from he or Nagy right I got they're, they're great football coaches but but the enemy didn't matter if it was Mahomes or somebody else when they came off dude if the route wasn't right if the concept wasn't right at the timing he was correcting constantly um and and from I appreciate that like as, as a guy who played this game for a long time you need to be held accountable even when things go right even when it does bounce your way he needs to look at you and go, hey, man, we ain't, we ain't going to be able to get away with that and, you know, when, when it comes to a better football team that you're playing. So I think that's part of um, – and they need, to, they need to tie it in. They need to, they need to hold it in, really, from the, the, the sideline explosions. You could see that pressure basically made them ineffective on offense, and, and they can figure it out. But, um, you know, time is, time is ticking here. You know, Jeff, this is I, – I, I, when I hear your voice, it reminds me – of my nightmares because this is this is what I hear constantly, right? Losing game, just by forty uh, eighteen and twenty. I know the scores, Jordan. I got you. Yeah, not good. So, uh, a lot of work that needs to be done. 
Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> we know Jordan. the score is Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Just poke the bear, Jordan. <laughs> you like it. You like Jordan it. Renan. Oh. Last week it was Pete. Remember Matt LaFleur? Yeah. Pete, we got you, Pete. <laughs> Whenever they go to the first name, you know I the coach. I apologize to Pete the next day, by the way. Uh, uh, oh, okay. I'm sure Jordan will get a nice fruit basket from Brian, and then no we'll doubt. get on with our day. <laughs> Just the way you said that. Hey, hey, hey Jeff. It really hit me, hit me good. Jeff, you probably said that to, you you probably said that to Greg Doyle a few times last year in Indianapolis. So uh, I'm sure you can oh, fit you can you, you can feel uh, Coach Gable's um, um, his wrath right there yeah. with the media at times. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And Jordan's asking a question that he already knows the answer to. Just keep putting it out there, Jordan. Keep poking the bear, baby. Yeah, keep Jordan. <laughs> he was trying to downplay losing by 40 points. You can't downplay losing by 40 points. Come on. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, appreciate it, man. Enjoy New York and uh, the rest one. of your, your holidays, all right? Y'all have a great one. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to y'all, man. Be good. You too. Take care. Coming up next, which Super Bowl contenders should be most concerned today after what we saw this weekend? That's next on ESPN Radio. Yeah, Jordan. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome back. A football Tuesday, Mike Wells. Since uh, this was like an extended weekend, we had a full slate of Christmas Day games. Entertaining games, too, by the way. Uh... At least, I shouldn't say entertaining for the most part. It, it ended up being a blowout in the big game of the day. But a lot of very impactful games, I think is the right way to say it. You're listening to Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers by saying, play ESPN Radio. So, the three games yesterday. You had the Chiefs in the early game. Offense stumbled again. You had... The Eagles in the, in the middle game, winning but not being overly impressive. A lot of mistakes. Arguing on the sideline. Guys not talking after the game. Something just not quite right there. And then you have in the late game, the San Francisco 49ers get knocked in the mouth at home by the Baltimore Ravens. The Cowboys also lost on Sunday. Big loss. Jacksonville Jaguars got just blown out. By the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a complete surprise. Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing really well. But the Jaguars now in just complete freefall. Makes you wonder, the question I present to you, Mike Wells, it's, I'm Jordan Ronan, he's Mike Wells, here in for Carlin and Joe. Which Super Bowl contender are we most concerned about after this weekend? I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs, and we can look at this as, okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on a four-game losing streak. I didn't have faith at the beginning of the season that Trevor Lawrence, as good as Sunshine has been in his career, that he would be able to take the Jaguars to the Super Bowl. So with that said, I think it's an easy, easy pick, in my opinion. You may think, you may think I don't know what I'm talking about, but – it's got to be the can the Kansas City Chiefs. There's just so many things not going for them. You got Travis Kelsey throwing and slamming his helmet on the sideline. You got Patrick Mahomes pounding and whining on the sideline, arguing with his teammates. It Every week, by the way, he's been whining. Wow. He has he has every right to do that because his receivers are not helping him out. Those guys. Except he's becoming detestable. 
It's getting to the point where people don't like him. Like, you know, that, he's that, becoming that, not okay. likable. Hey, I'm, I'm not excusing his actions, the way he's acting. What I'm saying is he's got every right to be mad because his receivers are not helping him. Too many drops. They too stink. many catchable balls. Let's I mean, honest, things, they stink. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> his wide receivers are not good. What Jordan said. Yeah. They're just, they're just not good. Um, Jeff Saturday alluded to it. I mentioned it earlier. I think not having having Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator is impacting them. And I don't think as good as he is, Mahomes, I don't think anybody they don't they don't scare they don't scare many teams in my opinion. I, playoff, I mean, title contending teams. I don't think teams are truly truly scared of the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about this, Jordan. Here's one for you. Okay, the Chiefs. They've lost five games at home. One, let me make sure I count it. There are one, two, three. Wow. I'm sorry, four, I, four, four, four or six losses have been at home. I've I've been to Arrowhead Stadium. You've been to Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. That place is tough to win at. Huge home field advantage. And they've That's, lost four yeah. four of their six losses have been at home this season. So they should they are the team that many people should be concerned about as far as team not capable of making another and making a run to the Super Bowl. That's fair. But here's my thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Nothing that happened this week concerns me any more than I already had, right? I already knew. It's the Raiders. The Raiders. It's the Raiders. That their offense wasn't playing well. They haven't been playing well the whole season. Okay, but they should still be able to beat the Raiders, even if they're bad offensively. It's the Raiders. And, hey, hey, props to Antonio Pierce on what he's doing with, with the Raiders, but they should still easily be able to beat the Raiders. Well, the Jaguars are on this list because they were in position several weeks ago to legitimately make a run, right? They were uh, eight and three, right? They were in position where they were in the running for the number one seed in the entire AFC. Instead, they lost four straight. They might not even make the playoffs. And they were down 30 to nothing to the Bucks. 30 to nothing. So, okay. Maybe you weren't right. a believer in Trevor Lawrence, but... Hey, if you have home field or you're you're the number two or three seed in the AFC, you got a chance to do some damage. Okay, They're just uh, okay, no, 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 Jordan, right Jordan, now. Jordan, 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 Jordan. So let me ask you this question: okay. You really believed, even before this free fall, that you thought the Jaguars would be good enough to potentially beat the Ravens, the the Bills, or the Dolphins? Or the Chiefs prior to this free fall, you thought they were good enough to really if they do were playing at home. Listen, and it, they're, look, they're in a they're in a they're in a division that's not very good, right? I mean, there's a bunch of mediocre teams: the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, and uh, who's the fourth that I'm missing? That's not very good. Oh, the Titans. Titans. Okay, they're in a division that's not very good. So yeah, if they were they they were. You know, the two seed, the three seed, not even, let's not even go to the one seed. Yeah, they could do damage if they're at the top of the AFC and they're playing at home. I do believe that. Man. Here, let's do this. Be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear who you think has the biggest concern out of the Super Bowl contenders. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. 
I'm curious what you guys think out there because I'm concerned about the Chiefs as well. But to me, the Jaguars was the most concerning thing I saw this week, just in the way that that unfolded, in the way that they were just manhandled by the Bucks. By the way, I don't have much concern about the Cowboys' loss this week. I don't. I could just chalk that one up. That one. That one doesn't bother me. That bother you, Mike Wells? Nah, Tough nah. loss nah, in Miami. Uh, Drove down the field, took the lead late in the game. Christmas yeah, Eve. It, it, it's just a loss. It's it's a loss, and I'm not buying the notion that the Cowboys can't win a big game. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sipping the Kool Aid on that. So it it is what it is. I'm I'm still just I'm baffled that you more worried about the Jack the Jaguars. Man, how I just think it's so how about, bad. How about the Jaguars so are simply like an overrated team? How about them? How about they're simply just being an overrated team? <sighs> I thought they were headed in the right direction, though. They've been building and getting better each year. Why can't they build into being a good team? Why can't they build into being a contender? Like I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I certainly thought that they could win a playoff game or two. You had, you never. Had that thought that they could that they could Listen, get to that level? I spent eight and a half, nine and a half years in the AFC South. Nine and a half years in the AFC South. Yeah, you're not a Jaguar believer, huh? You saw no. a lot of bad Jaguar football. Yeah, I've, I've watched a whole lot of ja- bad Jaguar football, and I just think there was there was I not once did I think they were going to be a contender. I had not once this season. Yeah, well, I will tell you, even the Eagles also. I'm concerned about the Eagles being there. Something's just not right. Guys not talking after winning a game. Guys complaining that things aren't right offensively. You put all these things together, there's problems in Philadelphia. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Lamar Jackson, meanwhile, he got his big payday. Is it about to pay off for the Ravens in a big way? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 